When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith Aguffy. And I'm Mike Templeton. This was really a low key intro. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I guess there wasn't a whole lot. I can retake. There wasn't a whole lot. <laughs> no, of no, there. it's fine. <laughs> I was just like, all right, this is, the, this is the vibe we're setting for tonight. We're all really tired. <laughs> we're all really tired. It's been a long week yeah. for all of us. Um, but hey, we're here to do more talking about Ninja Turtles. Heck yeah. Or should I say shell yeah? Uh, shell yeah. Shell yeah. It's a celebration. All right. It took me a minute to like, what What are you doing? <laughs> then I got it. Okay. Cool in the gang, man. Yeah, no, yeah, I got it. Uh, so yeah, we're back with another couple episodes. <laughs> Yeah, so what are we doing tonight, Spencer? Tonight we're doing episode seven, eight, and nine of season five of the 1987 series. So that's Michelangelo meets Bugman. Uh, Muckman again. messes up. Oh, yes, sorry. Michelangelo meets Bugman again. I hope there's a third part that's Michelangelo meets Bugman yet another time. <laughs> uh, yet again. And we have Muckman messes up and then Napoleon Bonafrog, Colossus of the Swamps. That's such a good title. It really is. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> super enthused, Spencer. There. Uh, well, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I just, this time reading Bonafrog, it just kind of sounded a little uh, suggestive. You could say it. You could say you it. Sounded sound a little it. suggestive. Sounded like Bonafrog. Uh, yeah. it, it did. It did. <laughs> but honestly, after last week's three episodes, I think we're off to a much better clip with these three yes i will agree with that so should we get into them yeah i think yeah let's 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 stop beating around the swamp here let me tell you a story our bona frogs around the swamp let's stop boning around the frog and and really get into it (laughs) (laughs) great i I just set us up for those jokes you sure did did. it's all downhill from here i really hate their full name because like it's what Napoleon Bonafrog. There's a couple other uh, funny Genghis Frog. Yeah, but most of them just have frog. Like it's just Attila the Frog. It's like, well, mm-hmm. but they're all the frog. Was was it? Is it Attila the Mad Frog? It might be. Or, but um, it is Genghis. It is just Genghis Frog, though, isn't it? Genghis Frog. Oh, I can't then... remember because I because it's like the Mad Frog and Napoleon. Bonafrog, like the way he says it in those episodes. Man, oh, I can't a... remember. 
Yeah, most of them are just frogs. So Napoleon Bonafrog is actually the only real pun. And there's Attila, oh, it's Rasputin the Mad Frog. Rasputin the Mad Frog. He's Attila Rasputin the, frog the Mad Monk. Genghis Duh. Frog. Yeah, got it. So Attila the Attila the Frog, Genghis Frog, Napoleon Bonafrog, and Rasputin the Mad Frog. Please, Napoleon, don't Bonafrog. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll start us off. Oh and God, let's get into this. You can, tell, you can tell we're off to a great clip already. All right. Let me tell you all a story. I think I've already said that, but here we are again. Hopefully I can edit this in a way that will make sense. Perhaps I can best explain. The story of my young friends and I is really the story of a man named Hamato Yoshi. Episode 7, Michelangelo Meets Bugman. Again. This episode was released September 28th of 1991 and was written by David Wise. Michelangelo was going topside with Raph to pick up the latest issue of Bugman when he learns that the book has been canceled. Apparently, the comic was ruining Bugman's life by giving away all of his personal information to the public. While Mikey is discussing this with Raphael, we see a man hidden, taking all the notes he can about the turtles. He's now determined to follow the turtles and learn where their lair is. Shortly after getting home, the alarm goes off warning the turtles that an intruder is approaching. They head him off before he can get too close, but the ground below them breaks and they lose him. Later, Mikey goes topside again to check on Bugman since he has disappeared along with his comic. And the same strange man calls for help from Mikey, so he assists him. He learns that the strange man's name is Jerry Spiegel, and he is the writer of the Bugman comic. Mikey puts two and two together and realizes that this guy is trying to do to the turtles what he already did to Bugman. April is currently covering a story on how super termites that can eat through anything have been stolen. In an abandoned warehouse, we see the thief that has stolen the termites. He's in a DIY shredder costume and calls himself the Swatter. He has hypnotized the termites and set them loose on the city. The turtles head out to stop it and hear an announcement from the Swatter. He will unleash the termites again, unless the turtles face him. Leo, Raph, and Don face him, and he traps them in a giant flypaper, then starts asking them all sorts of personal questions. Meanwhile, Mikey finds Bugman at some sort of meditation retreat place. He explains that the city needs him, but Bugman refuses since he has found peace. Mikey drags him back to the city and tries to get him to be angry so that he will transform, but he can't do it. It's not until April shows up and insults Bugman's clothes that he finally gets angry and transforms. He uses his control over bugs to stop the termites, and then Mikey and Bugman defeat the swatter. The swatter is learned to be Jerry, and he gets sent to jail. The end. Old, bold storytelling. Next up, we have Muckman Messes Up, Season 5, Episode 8. Uh, original air date, uh, Turtlepedia just lists 1991. No specific date, so it's possible that it was aired incredibly slowly over the entirety of 1991. Uh, written by Francis Moss and Ted Peterson. So Garson Grunge and Joe Junkay are two garbage men working outside of Tropatron Labs, the very same Tropatron Lab that Bebop, Rocksteady, and Shredder are looting for the mysterious Compound X some type of super mutagen. 
They can't find it, so instead they ransack the place and toss some chemicals out the window onto Garson and Joe. They're turning to Muckman and Joe Eyeball. The turtles arrive and try to stop the bad guys, but Shredder and his crew get away. Muckman and Joe Eyeball see the turtles at the lab and assume they're behind their hideous mutations and swear revenge against the turtles. Uh, Joe and Muckman wind up running across April and Irma and kidnap them because they know that they know the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The turtles tried to stop the kidnapping, but Muckman started glowing yellow and the turtles were severely weakened. Shredder meets up with Muckman at an abandoned warehouse and promises to help Muckman get his revenge, lying and saying that they're also after the turtles because they're the reason Bebop and Rocksteady have been mutated. They set a trap for the turtles and when they arrive, again, the turtles are severely weakened by being close to Muckman. Splinter comes by to help, but he's captured by Shredder. Shredder takes Splinter back to the Technodrome and leaves the turtles for Muckman. April intervenes and shows a tape of Bebop and Rocksteady dumping chemicals out the window of the lab onto Muckman and Joe Eyeball. They have a change of heart and agree to help Donatello come up with an antidote to whatever weird nonsense is making them all weak to Muckman. They use Donatello's portable portal generator to teleport to the Technodrome. Wow, say that five times fast. They use Donatello's portable portal generator to teleport to the Technodrome. They beat Shredder's ass, save Splinter, jump back through the portal, and have a pizza party at Irma's place. The end. Just oh, we're... absolutely riveting. Yeah, uh, thank you. We're going harder PG-13 on these episodes. I know, episode that, was a, that was a swear there. Talk about uh, you know, swears, boners, like everything. <laughs> it's it's a Marvel movie language, right? Speaking yeah, sure. of boners, uh, brings us into the final episode of our trilogy here: Napoleon Bonafrog, Colossus of the Swamps. Original air date October fifth, nineteen ninety one, as well. Uh, interesting thing here on Turtlepedia: uh, this is the only episode out of these three that has a spoiler warning <laughs> and this it's just the episode uh so spoiler warning for this almost 30 year old episode uh or for the it is 30 years old never mind uh michelangelo is eating his sixth pizza out of boredom when a strange drill carves out of the ceiling and takes the pizza right off the table when the turtles investigate further they find that someone is using oil drills to steal antifreeze the one behind this is none other than Krang, who has hired Big Louie and his thugs to steal antifreeze to start the engines and free the Technodrome. Donatello and Splinter deduce what Krang is up to. Meanwhile, Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady are sent to Florida in search of the mutagen pool. They need the mutagen in the swamp to fill the, mu the muta shooter, which will turn turtles into mindless slaves. Michelangelo receives a call from Napoleon Bonafrog, tipping them off about Shredder's intentions. Rocksteady fills the muta shooter with muddy mutagen, but trips and accidentally sprays Napoleon with it. The other punk frogs flee as they realize Shredder has seen them, and as Napoleon suddenly grows larger and more savage, unfortunately, he's also under Shredder's control. Shredder brings Napoleon back to New York, first to pick up the antifreeze and then lead them to the turtle's lair. Whenever Napoleon begins to show resistance, Shredder blasts him with the muta shooter again to enslave his mind once more. But then Napoleon suddenly returns to normal with no memory of where he has been or what he's been doing. So Shredder shoots him again. However, he resists Shredder's commands this time 
and smashes his way out of the sewer. When Napoleon, running wild, Shredder and his mutants steal a taxi and pursue him. Big Louie hears about the incident on the radio, having earlier been cheated by Shredder, and plans to pay the villain a visit. When Napoleon shrinks back to normal again, Big Louie and his henchmen take Napoleon into their car and refuse to give him back unless Shredder pays him. The Shredders pursue Big Louie and Shredder just as Napoleon begins to grow large once again and breaks out of the car. Donatello tries to reason with Napoleon, only to be abducted by Shredder, while the other three turtles are stuck under a pile of boxes. Since Donatello is smarter than he is, Shredder plans to use Donatello to repair the Muta Shooter so that the brainwashing effects will be permanent rather than temporary. Of course, Donatello sabotages the Muta Shooter so that it doesn't mutate him further. It also restores Napoleon to normal. As a further indignity, Big Louie and his goons arrive to reckon with Shredder, just as Napoleon and Donatello escape to reunite with the other turtles. Shredder fires a heat-seeking missile at the turtles, only to discover that the missile affects humans because turtles are cold-blooded. The missile circles back and strikes the module, igniting the antifreeze and sending the module flying off like a rocket landing in a garbage barge. Back at the lair, Napoleon says goodbye to the turtles and Michelangelo offers him a pizza covered in bugs, only for Napoleon to grow large again when he's angered by the lack of flies. Man, what bold storytelling. Uh, this was These riveting. Riveting? Yeah. Riveting. Oh, man. I'm waiting the whole episode to make that joke. <laughs> Goodness gracious. All right. Let's get into these. Hey, uh, nice junk. It was nice to meet Bugman again. Yeah. Also, there's a a fun little reference to uh, Jerry Siegel, the creator of Superman. Co-creator of Superman. Yeah, co-creator of Superman. Sorry. Yes, there are two of them. Joe Schuster and Jerry Siegel. But uh, they named the guy that's trying to write the comic book about the turtles, Jerry Spiegel, which is very close to Jerry Siegel. And then apparently Juliet Schmooze is a parody of the then DC Comics editor, Julie Schwartz, which is, it seems, that seems like a very specific reference. <laughs> yeah, very, very specific. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but it's called the entire state building, not the yeah. entire state building in this episode. <laughs> the entire state building? A, yeah, I saw it written on a wall and I thought it was a typo, but then later the swatter does say, come to the entire state building. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if that's like a copyrighted like name. It's either a copyrighted name or a joke, or both. Uh, apparently, this is the last appearance of Bugman. Dang, man! Could have gone. I could have gone for one more. You know, me too. Same. Michelangelo like, meets Bugman yet again. He doesn't even show up to like twenty minutes into this twenty-three minute episode. You know, and it's so weird that like he just he doesn't really do much. I mean, he does actually kind of just save the entire day at the very end. You know? at the, I mean, yeah, but, at the very end. But it's, it's, it's just weird, like, how much of this episode is spent trying to convince him to turn back into Bugman. It's almost kind of like an episode of, like, One Punch Man, where you got, like, you know, the <laughs> yes. person just, like, you know, the people, like, suffering, struggling to be this bad guy. And then, like, you know, at the end, he finally shows up and takes care of the big bad. You know? Yeah. <laughs> does it fairly like easily. It. Um, so there's a, a 
cool reference at the end of this episode of where Michelangelo mentions that they might have made a comic of the Ninja Turtles. I don't know if you know this, but they did make comics of the Ninja Turtles. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Back back in the 80s. And even now today, they're doing it, guys. Holy huh. shoot. I wonder right? if anybody's reading those. I mean, we're who talking would? about them in an audio-only format. <laughs> huh. That's, that's, that's quite the Easter egg. Right? I believe I missed that. I thought, I thought you would enjoy that tidbit. Uh, so, Muckman messes up again. So, I was talking to... Uh, I was talking to Jason from Turtle Recall and we were just kind of talking about like season five in general. And he made mention that like season five is basically the episode or the, basically the season where playmates was like, Hey, we're making all these action figures. We need to put them in the show. I've noticed, I've noticed that actually watching uh, it <laughs> because yeah. we had Mondo Gecko. We have uh Muckman here. Um, Hey, so, Man, Napoleon uh, has, a, has a toy as well. Yeah, they brought Napoleon back up again. So, uh, yeah, so they kind of they're kind of like, all right, we got we're making all these action figures of characters. We we need to start putting them in the show. Um, so it's kind of funny, like how far we are into the show when like those classic toy characters are finally starting to show up. You know? Yeah. And did Muckman make his debut in Archie, or did he make it in this issue, in this episode? I think I he was say. in Archie. Okay. So it, it would have been, I think maybe he was a toy first and then was in the show. So this is his first and probably only appearance then, because I don't think he's ever made it in another version. Like, who's in 2012? No, he was in, yeah, Muckman was in 2012. I remember Mutagen Man, but I don't remember Muckman. Yeah, Muckman, because uh, it's funny, sort of like, I used to get the two confused. Uh, the well, time. yeah, they're, they're super similar. Yeah. I mean, I never had... Uh, mutagen man action figure and i never i never really had Muckman. i is that these designs that just never appealed to me mm-hmm. uh but yeah no uh, muck man does come back in um 2012 uh, i really like the 2012 design it's a little bit more gruesome mm-hmm. um instead of kind of like a green gorilla kind of guy he looks like here in 87 um but he uh this is his only episode uh for 87 i mean he was only he was only a one-shot appearance in 2012 as well so okay yeah i think what joe eyeball was like actually his eyeball that had become like like a jimmy cricket kind of conscious thing was, yeah weird. i mean and it's like it's funny because like he's legitimately an eyeball <laughs> yeah, yeah um yeah. It's it's I I prefer the 2012 take on it because like it is a lot more disgusting and gross, uh-huh. um, and I it just it really leans into it and like he's like skeletal in some places because like he's literally he's rotting. Hmm. Uh, it's it's just it's such a cool design. Uh, I mean you can see the genesis of it here. Um, you know it 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 really kind of plays it forward like. Um, the 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 Joe eyeball account and I know uh, like the action figure for Muckman uh, is pretty iconic for uh, vintage turtle fans because they love that like this was one of the first figures that had like a sidekick like a smaller action figure mm-hmm. uh, and like specifically like you could put it in his like backpack like the suit the trash can on his back um, yeah. Well, I think too, you could take the banana off his head and put mutagen in there, and it would kind of like pour out of his mouth. 
yeah uh, there a, was a, a I think there was a stomach hole too. in his stomach yeah. yeah yeah um and again like this wasn't a figure that i had so like that kind of like gross factor um i never really got to play with but i know my cousins had uh this figure and it was pretty gross let me tell you <laughs> it's nice to get like the even if they're not great episodes like at least we're not just getting a myriad of gangsters and and mad scientists we're actually well, getting like named characters that were toys well, yeah funny you mentioned that because we're gonna go into the next yeah episode. i know <laughs> <laughs> well the other thing though about the this one with muck man is krang's eyes are like a super dark purple and they've maybe been like that like once before but aren't they normally like a lighter blue or like a lighter purple yeah, yeah. i just, I just like remember looking them. at his I remember looking at his eyes and being like, whoa, those are really dark purple. Like, yeah, you, you, it's you like, can like that. see the pupils, but like, in this the episode, color, you can't. So there's just, depending on the studio that is animating it for like that particular episode, there's just, there's so many different color palettes that they're using. Like Splinter is the most egregious example where like he is like a dark brown and like a very vivid pink robe in one episode. And in another episode, like it's a lot more not muted, but like desaturated. And so like he's, you know, a, a, a not not as harsh of a brown. Uh, and his robe is like a, more on like the purpley side of pink. Kind of more um, magenta. Like more magenta. And and so it just it varies just like I said, depending on the animation studio for any particular episode. So yeah. Uh, so Krang's eyes might be a symptom of that. Probably. All right. We're ready for the the boner frog. The, the, <laughs> yeah. the boner frog. Napoleon boner frog. Colossus of the swamps. So uh, I'm pretty sure this is not the first episode involving a, an antifreeze heist. It, I it feel isn't. like it isn't either. <laughs> if I sure had a, blues was about that as well. If I had a nickel for every time Shredder and Krang were stealing antifreeze, I'd have two nickels. Which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. Yeah. So right off the bat, it was very apparent that uh, that was not James Avery as the Shredder. Oh, yeah. It was not. Uh, this was the first time that Jim Cummings actually played Shredder. I noticed that. Like, I almost, like, kept expecting to see him be Cajun. Like, every time he started talking, like, uh, I was waiting which for was, him to, like, slip into a more Cajun accent. Right. But but it's but it's funny because, like, it wasn't bad. It's not. Yeah, it's very similar, but also it's, like, way more aggressive. Like, you, yeah, like, you can tell it's not James Avery, but it's it's not bad for, like, compared to some of the others that have done... Uh, done his voice like uh i'm thinking uh dorian harewood you know for some yeah. of those episodes mm-hmm. yeah um like it's not bad and i mean yeah <laughs> i got nothing like it's a great james avery impression and it's that classic it's the it's the jim cummings voice right yeah it, it's yeah. His, it's a standard evil guy voice but yeah, well, but, it but it's well. it's it's his it's not even his standard his standard uh bad guy voice, like it's very much James Avery. Like he's doing a version of that. So I was I was genuinely impressed by it. So yeah, it, it is a version of it. I, I don't know. For me, I didn't totally buy it the whole time. There were some times where it did sound super similar, but there's other times where, like I said, I was kind of waiting for it to suddenly like 
turn a little more Cajun, you yeah. know, <laughs> but get the mute. I guarantee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also, we have those transport modules again, but they seem to be like super big and different in this episode. They have missile launchers and stuff. Yeah. They are um, extra long. Still weird to me that they're using the transport modules now, but whatever. Well, yeah, you know, like, they, we're all out that's of That's a long trip for the, that's a long trip for the, uh, for the mute for the modules um did anyone think it was kind of funny that uh the mutagen pool is still there <laughs> in florida yeah mm-hmm. it was orange last time too it's it, it's uh, it's orange it's pink it, 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 yeah it's whatever color like like we were just talking about the color palette just changes from episode to episode That's um right. but it's you know they've they've tried so many times to make more mutagen yeah and you, yeah you're getting my anchovies now <laughs> oh okay like they've you're tried fine. so many times like to make more mutagen and the only like consistent thing they can do is go back to this one pool in florida yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's ridiculous i'll just say it now because like so in the mutagen man episode they were making mutagen in the muck man episode they were trying to steal mutagen and in this episode, they have to get mutagen from the Florida Everglades. And it's like, just pick one, man. <laughs> like, yeah. not everything's got to be mutagen. Or if it's going to be, just have a vat of it in the Technodrome. Yeah. It. It's a good thing to know that Turtles Forever was crossing over with season five. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Season, <laughs> season 587 Turtles. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if people are ever confused, it's very specifically this season is what uh, Turtles Forever is referencing. Um. Yeah, that's that's about all I have for all right for these. Well, here we go. Put some anchovies on this. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing, and you're in big trouble. Okay. I can't let you know. All right. So another like just Joe Schmo captures the turtles, like better than Shredder normally does in this episode. <laughs> And with giant flypaper of all of all things. Yeah, they like run right into it. They run right into the trap. Like take the bait hook line sinker yeah they're defeated it's like it, you know guys like the ninja turtles of 1987 are not smart no <laughs> and we need to stop pretending that they are because yeah. that's my other that's my other complaint with this thing is like how long it takes mikey to like put two and two together of like oh he's trying to like make our information to write the comic you know like, yeah it's, it's super obvious and like, I mean, granted, some of it is because they let us, the audience, in on it, you know, pretty early on. But it's one of those things where they take, like, too long to figure it out. And you're kind of like, just put it together already. Go find Bugman. Like, uh, it just kind of drug a little bit and, that way. And correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, wasn't Bugman, like, aware of the comic in the last time? Yeah, I thought so. And I thought he would, like, I thought he, like, was cool with it. But there's an offhand line at the beginning of this episode uh, where they say that he had sued to have the comic stopped. Well, maybe maybe he was cool with it and was like, oh, it's not that big a deal. And then, you know, suddenly learned one day, like, holy cow, they've, they've told people where I live in here. <laughs> I mean, which, like, yeah. that's very irresponsible of yeah. the comic book writer, too. I yeah. don't know how he still has a job at that point. Right. <laughs> we and especially like credit cards what could have and especially gone wrong? like he is 
especially like he is uh he so he's a comic book writer and then he's like oh Bugman got canceled i need to do my next big book and it's like they they like i said they mentioned that they got sued so they had to stop the book like he would have gotten fired yeah yeah totally yeah, I mean, I guess once you bring it on, yeah, I guess once you bring in a lawsuit, but I don't know. There's guys like Greg Land that continue to find work. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair. Uh, that's that's totally fair. So, but yeah, it and and the other thing too is like they're they're like, oh no, like what? Like they're gonna give away all of our information. The, the world's gonna know about the Ninja Turtles. It's like the world already knows about the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, very true. I'm actually I'm really surprised. What is this episode like? One hundred five or something? One hundred five episodes. This rando is the first guy to think, "Hey, why don't I just follow the turtles back to their lair and then I'll <laughs> know where they live?" Like, yeah, they're not <laughs> subtle. No. <laughs> Luna's figured it out somehow. I, I I also I don't think we mentioned this in the second time around, but uh, I really hated both Splinter and Vern's voice in this episode. Townsend Coleman's pulling like quadruple duty in this episode and filling in for Peter in a day. So I mean, yeah, and we've we've talked about it before. Like Townsend Coleman is kind of the like the all-rounder like stand-in yeah. for everybody. But I don't I don't think he does a great job with Splinter's voice. I think he does a really pretty poor job with Vernon's voice, frankly, but that's just me. Yeah, that's that's actually it for my anchovies on this. I didn't have like a whole ton. These are some of the better episodes of so far of this season. Yeah, same. That's all I got. Uh, same. So let's uh, go into that, that muck, or that Muckman episode. Yeah. Uh, so- I got real tired of Muckman's Ralph Cramden accent the entire time i like garbage the honeymooners <laughs> yeah it was awful <laughs> uh it was so annoying and grating uh i just <laughs> it was so annoying <laughs> <laughs> yeah there were not those are not voices that should carry an episode <laughs> yeah and like uh I mean, it's the same thing with Joe, Joe Eyeball. Joe Eyeball is uh, Ed Norton from The Honeymooners. So it's like you have uh, Art Carney, or not, not Art Carney, um, Ralph Cramden and Edward Norton from The Honeymooners. Like that's, that's Muckman and Joe Eyeball. Like that's the whole shtick. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, even Honeymooners is a dated reference for kids <laughs> back then too. So it's yeah. like, I mean, I didn't know that. I, I'm now. I've never even seen Honeymooners. This is the first time I ever even heard of it. Really? Really? Bang zoom straight to the moon. Like you've never heard that before? Nope. Not even huh. in that episode of Futurama. Yeah. Nope. I, I haven't seen Futurama either. <gasps> Wait. Whoa. Whoa. Dagger whoa. Whoa. In my whoa, heart whoa, whoa. 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 I'm excited for you to start watching that show. At all? You've never seen Futurama? I, I've never seen it. I've seen Zoidberg do like the curly thing. The oh, man. But that's it. it looks I, so so we're going to put Ninja Turtle Power Hour on hiatus for a while. 
And this is gonna Welcome be a Planet Futurama Rama. This is gonna yeah, this is gonna be this is Futurama Rama. <laughs> That's much better podcasting than what I was just gonna say. <laughs> oh man, Spencer, that show is like right up your alley. I, yeah, I honestly, Futurama is just it's one of those shows that's just when people say it's one of the best cartoons of all time, like it is, it is not hyperbole. All right. I, I will actually sit down and watch Futurama. Then. Good. I'll just have to make sure I watch it when my wife's not around. Otherwise she might like it too. And then we'll I'll end up only being able to watch it when she's here. And then yeah. it'll be added to my backlog of TV shows that like I never end up finishing because we start watching everything together. It's yeah. <laughs> I mean, there I is yeah. there is a lot of those episodes, so um, it's it's a long watch. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe maybe that will become my new Saturday thing, and I'll stop rewatching Clone Wars again for like the third time. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely switch it up. Yeah. Uh, All right. So back to that show we were talking about. Um, yeah, I just I don't care for this version of Muckman. Uh like like I said, especially com- compared to the one from 2012. Yeah. I don't understand why Muckman's like mutagen uh like what his power that he has that seems to make the turtles all weak. And it seems to be related to the fact that he's got like a different kind of mutagen in him. Well why does it affect Bebop and Rocksteady or Splinter? Why is it only the turtles? Yeah, yeah like again, mutagen is not consistent in the show. Yeah, yeah. Also, I I didn't like that at the end. Donatello sets his portable portal generator to just go to the Technodrome. Like, well, now they can just like why isn't the show just over? Can they just go and just like beat the crap out of Splinter or excuse me, Shredder at any any point in time? Yeah, like they can just launch a surprise attack, sabotage the Technodrome yet again. Like, oh, I would be doing that I, all the time, man. Yeah, I, I'd be throwing banana peels around. And, yeah, you know, lubing up gears and stuff. Like I'd be doing all like, kinds of zing nonsense. It's like my, it's like uh, one of my favorite like Simpsons Halloween specials is when Homer gets the tele the teleport the teleporter. Yeah, yeah, mm. he goes back in time. <laughs> no, no, not not when he goes back in time. It's when he uh, like he uses it to be super lazy, and then he's like gonna pee in it because oh, he puts it in yeah. front of the, the toilet. He puts it in front of the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's one of those things where they could literally just you know every weekend just be like all right guys let's hurry and get our you know saturday morning chore done of destroying the technodromes to make sure it stays sabotaged and these guys can't do anything with it like yeah that's uh, what i'm saying like not a fan of that yeah um they've also like schroeder and krang have also it's like the I don't know how many at the time that they've tried to like demutate the turtles or something. And it's like, guys, if you wanted to demutate them, you had a ray you can shoot them with that was like introduced way back in the first season or the second, it was first or second season. It was the first like, season. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like just, just keep you, just keep trying to use the ray. What's the difference here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you, you've, you've done this before. You've done this several times. You've had the means to do this. How many different ways are you going to try and mutate them? Like, are you really just going to give up on the literal, like, gun, like the ray that you can just zap them with and demutate them and try and, like, get some arbitrary mutagen from somewhere that's going to, you know, grab we wouldn't have the plot or, you know, muck man if we did not uh, 
you know, tell the story the way we did. And if they weren't looking for another way to demutate them, but still it's like, you, you already have the means to do this. Like you could just try and use that other thing you already have again. Yeah. Just differently this time. <laughs> but, oh, well. Yeah. All right. So Napoleon Bonafrog, Colossus of the Swamps. Speaking of guns that mutate people, the muta shooter. Yeah. Muta shooter. And and why don't they use it on Bebop and Rocksteady? Or literally like yeah. any one of the mutants they've <laughs> like that ever would have been so it's it's such a no-brainer. It's like right he's there. got I think Shredder forgets that they're mutants sometimes. They literally just have to shoot me up and rock steady. Boom, they're super they strong. The turtles to make them super strong to move the technodrome out of yep. the ice. Yeah. It's like at like, the point that you have like Hulk turtles, why do you even need the technodrome? Also, and again, use it on also, Bebop and Rocksteady. Or also hey, drilling other mutants. Maybe all the rock soldiers that are also mutants it would work on. I don't yeah. know. No, exactly. You're right. Like there's, I, th- I mean, he, 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 fired it by accident at uh napoleon like we know that mm-hmm. um and then is. he's just like all right we're, we're, i'm just gonna work with it yeah um but it's it's just so like <laughs> it's it, there's so many better mutants out there and it's like <laughs> napoleon kind of worked so it's like okay now do the rest of them do you know <laughs> oh man that's true why didn't he get the rest of them they were, yeah, because right the, I mean, the other frogs just run away. And then we like don't see them for the rest of the episode. Well, they didn't have an action figure, so I mean <laughs> Genghis did. Genghis had an action figure. Well, Genghis Napoleon has already been in an episode, though. Yeah, but, but Genghis was, yeah, in, in that he other in episode. The, the big bug blood. So I think yeah. I think the only frog that doesn't get a uh like a solo episode is Rasputin. Poor Rasputin, man. He's my favorite, and they always forget him. Oh, is he your favorite? He is now. You can't can't tell him apart. (laughs) You're right. I cannot. I don't know. Whichever one has the the flail. I like the one with the flail. That's Attila. That's Attila. Okay. I I do like a good old spiky ball on a chain. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's versatile, and you can use it for anything. Yeah. It's just cool. Guys, Uh, I have come to the conclusion that there are no real diamonds in the Ninja Turtles universe. Because this is yet another episode where the diamond was actually glass the whole time. (laughs) But not only that, it's like, what did he call it? The Jewel of Hoboken? Yes. Like Hoboken, New Jersey. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like they gave it some, like, and if you're stupid, like a stupid kid, you don't know <laughs> what Hoboken is. And so it's that yeah. fireball that Ryu shoots. Yeah, exactly. Hoboken. 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 Uh, <laughs> Hoboken. Uh, but fun fact that I didn't cover in Second Time Round, Big Louie comes back in IDW. Really? Yep. He is in uh, City at War, part four. Okay, no, I mean, there it's it's a very quick thing. He does not look at this look like this at all. <laughs> there, there are but, enough gangsters, like just random mob leaders, in this show to 
to straight up just have a crime war in IDW between all of the different <laughs> mobsters yeah. that have existed in Ninja Turtles. But uh, Big Louie will come back for two more episodes. So, Wow. And this is already his second appearance because he was in the Cufflet Caper. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, probably, and we probably said that he came back in IDW then too. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, guys, I, I think there was a scene missing or something because like, okay, so Napoleon's all big. And him and Shredder run away, and then Bebop and Rocksteady follow suit, and they they shoot this tunnel that collapses and, and closes them off from the turtles so they can get away, right? Mm-hmm. The next time we see Napoleon, he's just, like, on his own in the streets, complaining about the noise, and then gets kidnapped by Big Louie. But, like, how do you even get away from the Shredder? It really, really bugged me. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. I just want this show to make sense. <laughs> just at least like for inside its own episode, you know, just to like have some continuity and and just like a, a story that flows right, you know, like yeah. that, that's all I'm really asking for. I'm not, I'm not asking for like some heavy episode to episode continuity here. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I've already bought into the fact that no matter where so-and-so has been kidnapped the turtles will just magically know where it is and show up all i want to know is what happens between there and there right (laughs) yeah oh well that's all i've got for anchovies yeah that's all i got for anchovies too let's say some nice things i love being a turtle so i actually feel like the bugman episode addresses a lot of the problems that like my cat and like that we all kind of had with the last bugman episode about like his info being in this comic book and like why is you know why does everyone know this much about his comic book like isn't this kind of bad for him and it ends up turning out that way so it is cool that that yeah like i i like that um that it like very specifically sets up this kind of world where like you have these shady comic book people and they're like oh we're gonna uh you know, make a comic about the turtles and blah blah blah. So I like I, I like that. That was good. Yeah. I did like the swatter. I thought the swatter like, was fun too. Like it was just kind of cute to, to have a parody of the shredder within the episode. Who like his costume wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that legitimately wasn't bad. I, I but I did like that Raph like calls him out on it. Like what are we like a discount shredder? Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's just like, no, I write comic books, so I'm also really into cosplay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Enough so much that his hands turn into large fly swatters, which was... Yeah. Anyway, uh, I do like in this episode, we get to see one of the vans, the turtle vans features, which is that catapult that comes out of the back. Leo uses it to save April when she's falling. Mm -hmm. Um, That was in the opening for like three seasons, and they hardly ever used it. So I'm glad to see it back. I thought it was funny when Michelangelo just like hangs up on the editor when he's trying to follow like the trail of Bugman. Like he like gets yes. the information from her and then he just like hangs up. Like <laughs> he doesn't say like, well, thank you. Bye. Or anything like that. Like she says like what he needs to know. And then he's just like, <laughs> hangs up. Yeah. The comic was canceled. Click. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. doesn't bother. No follow up. Just yeah, no. <laughs> that's it. 
Yeah, it's like they we we needed to get the information said and delivered. We don't have any more time in this episode. <laughs> it hangs up. <laughs> uh, that's that's it for me. <laughs> well, I have written down. Yeah, pretty decent episode. This, like, yeah. it, it wasn't bad. Like all three of these episodes um, aren't bad at all. Um, they're I mean they're they're definitely some of the better of season five that we've seen so far. I mean, like nothing tops, you know, turtles in the hair and once upon a time machine, like though that's still peak Ninja Turtles for sure. But, for sure. Uh, but it, it, these are definitely better than last week's episode, like all three of them. Yeah. Um, Muckman, like it's, it's interesting to see another like kind of mutant, like gross mutant. And the fact that they, he didn't turn back into like a person like he's not hiding as a person like mutagen man did mm-hmm. um I, I do like that yeah he seems okay with it towards yeah the like no well, i mean he doesn't seem okay like he specifically says like no nah, this is better for us like we get to be heroes yeah um which like for me i always used to confuse like toxic avenger and muck man when i was younger because they look exactly the same they look exactly the same yeah. <laughs> To the point where, like, every time I saw Muckman, I was like, that's just Toxic Avenger, but, like, they couldn't use Toxic Avenger. Well, yeah, and mm. I think Toxic Avenger's toys were also by Playmates, so, like, they, they, were. they swapped like, it, it was, out real easy. You could, yeah, you the, the toy lines were interchangeable, and, like, Playmates very specifically did that um, because, like, Turtle, the, toy, the Turtle's toy line was so hot that every, like, boy's toy line that they did after Turtles could kind of fit in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it was a very deliberate uh, move on their part. So like Cowboys of Mumesa, um, uh, even even like the Dick Tracy line for the Dick Tracy movie, mm-hmm. like those can f- be extra mobsters for the Ninja Turtles. Hmm, that's actually pretty cool that they did that. Right? I thought so. I actually had the Dick Tracy line. I liked that movie when I was younger. I'm gonna watch it again now that I like I'm old enough to probably understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few of those. I know that like for a fact I did not understand what was going on in the prequel Star Wars movies when I was a kid. Like I just like lightsabers, battle droids, and like clone troopers shooting lasers, like it, you know, and, and fighting Django Fett. Like Yeah, and then <laughs> and then you're like, oh, it's about trade disputes. <laughs> And then I'm just like, heck yeah, sign me up even more than before heck because yeah. I love space politics. But yeah. uh, uh, so that's all I got for that one. Yeah, I liked how they fought the foot soldiers because they haven't done that in a while. So we actually got to see the turtles like have a decent fight against the foot soldiers. Uh, Grant, the foot soldiers are mostly just shooting guns, but still. Oh, I did think it was really funny that like Muckman, like very specifically is like Muckman fights with muck like yeah fights uh, with garbage or fights with gar- fights with garbage uh and it's like a play of like turtles fight with honor uh i just thought that- <laughs> i think too like when they jump through the portal i think the turtles say turtle power and Muckman yells garbage power if you like Which, listen real close you can hear it it's really uh, yeah hilarious. i'll have to do that again yeah also, I kind of liked Muckman's powers. I kind of wish it was what Mutagen Man would have had. But mm-hmm. it's cool to have, like, uh, you know, make the turtles weak guy. Yeah. There's also a sweet part, and I don't know why Shredder doesn't do this more, but, like, when he's trying to kidnap Splinter, 
Splinter's like, I'm not coming with you. And he Shredder just pulls out a revolver, points yeah. at the turtles, and talks it. Uh, like, yep. You had a freaking six shooter this entire time. Like, what? I don't even think the thing is, I don't even think it was like a revolver. I want to say it's straight up like one with like a handle loading clip that if I knew like more about guns, I could probably identify. But yeah, it looks but like a legitimate. Hand it's not gun. a laser gun or anything. It's an yeah. actual like gun. It makes like a metal click sound. Yeah, it is. It out. is a handgun that he yeah. just pulls out. <laughs> totally took me by surprise, and I kind of loved it. <laughs> the, yeah, there, there was something super just unhinged about it. <laughs> it also surprised me. Also, just something about them drilling for antifreeze is just funny to me. Yeah, like oh, that's, that's not right. how you get antifreeze, yeah. but. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I guess it's better than, you know, having a front business as a AC repairman that just steals the antifreeze from everyone's AC units slowly but surely. <laughs> You'd think the Yelp reviews would get the better of them, but not yet. They wouldn't. This is, this is a pre 9 11 show. <laughs> the, the real reason why this show could not be made today. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. All right. I forgot what episode we were on now um we're on uh this is muck man all right I think so I'm... now napoleon bonafrog colossus of the swamps that's just that's such a fun title to say it is it really is really is i like too that like napoleon kind of has something unique to him now besides just like having a different weapon because like all the punk frogs are basically the same right mm-hmm. yeah but now he can hulk out which is kind of cool yeah and it's like he he doesn't lose the power too so it's like it's implied that he's going to still be able to do this, which is, which is cool. Like it's a nice change. Like it's, it's a shame that like the frogs really don't come back after this, but yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, sure if they do, uh, this show doesn't have the kind of continuity to have him do it again, but just the idea is cool. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you could do a whole thing about them like after, but again, like the show obviously isn't going to, uh, there's two more episodes uh with them in it uh or at least some of them so we have leonardo the renaissance turtle mm. is that gonna be like the three musketeers episode uh, god i hope i hope so which we'll find out later this season uh but that's attila and rasputin's last appearance and then dirk savage mutant hunter which we've talked about a lot like that is that is a big episode yeah it's um, the toka and razor episode too. That's the token razar episode the frogs are in it um like that's that's a big one that we're looking for. Manu Gecko's in it. Yeah, uh, yep. there's a lot of mutants in that one. Hmm. Um, speaking of mutants, when they come to the mutagen in the Florida Everglades, Rocksteady flicks a caterpillar into it, and it turns into a little mutant. And uh, like in this show, we know that like the last animal you touch. <laughs> I get where you're going. When that caterpillar comes out, it's got like human arms like Roxy has and a rhino nose, which I thought was a cute little detail. That is. Yeah. Uh, also, I, guys, I love that Bebop and Rocksteady, like they're going to the Florida Everglades. They dress up in their like vacation gear uh, and they wear it through the whole episode. They're there it's to adorable. have a good time. Oh, I love their commitment to the bit. Uh, speaking of bits, there's there's that scene where like uh napoleon is he says like please don't shoot with that ray again i keep tearing up my favorite shirt and like shredder's just like shut up and mutate and he just like shoots him again that's what i was gonna say earlier so like he he says that like 
um, my shirt keeps get, uh, getting my favorite shirt keeps getting ripped. But every time he sh- every time he uh, shape changes, his shirt gets repaired. It does, yeah. yeah. So. but then I just love it when Shredder's just like, "Shut up and mutate," and he just like <laughs> shoots him again. Just <laughs> quiet, you. Yeah. Oh, uh, Shredder actually captures the turtles again in this episode. Like he actually seems more competent than he has in a long time, and I appreciate that um uh, i think it has to do with jim cummings playing him as more evil so it could it could have a little bit to do with that as well as like i don't know it seems like when the turtles i don't know it, it just seems like they actually like have some trouble this time fighting him and some of it's because i guess he's got the ray and but like he actually successfully captures one of the turtles you know has him working on the ray for him you know then he ends up being really stupid and you know, yeah just being stupid but still he seems a little bit more competent than he has before. And then the other thing that I like about it is that even though it is kind of becoming this trope for the, the toy commercial episodes here, to, you know, advertise the new figures of the shredder, you know, or whatever the villain is convinces this character that they're evil and that they're, or at least they know that they don't like the turtles, that they hate the turtles. And then they learn at the end of the, you know, but by the end of the episode that, oh, the turtles are actually our friends. We're teaming up with yeah. the turtles and fighting Dredder. Even though it kind of uses a bit of that, it still feels unique in this one since he's like enhancing and mind controlling a, pre- a previously established character uh, that's already a friend of the turtles that, you know, he's kind of like fighting the mind control and, and things like that. It it made it feel different than than the previous ones. And I also really like that, too. So that's everything I got. Samesies. Me too. All right. So like you said, three absolute bangers. I mean, in relative to last week's episode. Yeah. I mean, for that's, me. That's a, that's a heavy asterisk there. For for me, these are the best ones of this season so far. After personally. Hokum Hair, obviously. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Yeah. After gotcha. Hair. Of course. Of course. Yes, they all were right. aired after Hokum Hair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. You, you have to start off strong and then it's all downhill from there. Right. Uh, with a slight uphill. Uh, Keith, take us into the news. This is April O'Neil of Channel 6. I shouldn't have taken a drink right before that. (laughs) (laughs) So, in news this week, not much. Uh, It's been a nice, quiet week. So, as we record this on October 19th, tomorrow, October 20th, there is going to be a presentation uh not public uh but it is going to be it's called bleeding orange the life and times of nickelodeon animation this is going to be playing uh at 7 30 in the morning pacific time uh 6 uh 4 30 cet which is 3 p.m bst and 10 30 a.m eastern standard time uh, join president of Nickelodeon Animation and Paramount Animation, Ramsey Naito, for insight into how her team blends creative forces and platform choices to produce some of the most loved globally popular characters and franchises ever, from identifying brand new artists to expanding the mighty universes of hits like SpongeBob, SquarePants, Paw Patrol, Avatar The Last Airbender, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So the big hype that i've seen for this over the past couple days is that we're going to get some mutant mayhem uh reveals here uh i don't know necessarily if we're going to and of course we're recording this the day before it uh happens so next week we'll probably be eating our words (laughs) 
but keep an eye on our socials for any potential news that comes out of this. Um, because by the time you listen to this episode, we'll have definitely uh, said something about it. If there was any reveals or if there wasn't. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited to see what comes out of it. Yeah, like even if it's just a retrospective, like that's kind of cool. Um, mm. But, you know, we're, we're in that lead up to Mutant Mayhem next year. Yeah, um, maybe maybe we'll even get information on the video game. I mean, maybe this is specifically animation, not uh, okay, not anything else. Like they may mention video games that have come out since Nickelodeon acquired them, but this is yeah. very specifically like animation. Okay. Um, so I'm curious to see. I don't know if Nickelodeon Animation is even working on um, the Mutant Mayhem movie. So another big rumor is that there might be. Uh, this might be one of the TV projects that are coming to Paramount Plus um, that, that have been talked about before. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, no confirmation on any of that. That was just another rumor. Um, so speculate responsibly. Will do. Uh, in the corner of comic books, we have Armageddon game number two coming out the day after this episode releases. And man, if you've been following Tom Waltz on Twitter, Looks like there's going to be some some things that we've seen before coming in. I'm excited for it. Torben spoilers. Zix. Yeah, spoilers. Torben Zix. Zix of the Black Blade. Zix Torben the Zix. Enigma. He's going to be a... Uh, the Enigma, I do declare. It's what like Donatello says. Is he's like when they first hear about the guy in, in season six of 2003 <laughs> and he's, he's reading off his aliases. Anyway. Yeah. If, you could, if you could have seen our group chat... Uh, Spencer was very excited. Well, the other <laughs> the other cool thing though is that they took his like nickname of Zix of the Black Blade, and it looks like they've applied it to the character because he has a blade and it's black, and he did not have that in the cartoon. <laughs> so it's cool that they like went that far in uh, in designing this character, and he's just got that awesome space opera look. Yeah, that it, in, especially in the art style that they're uh, that's going on there. Cause it's not as flat as season six of the Ninja Turtles looks. Um, and so like the clothes kind of have some bagginess and everything to them. It just gives it like that extra like space opera pop. That's just fantastic. Yeah. I'm a fan. So yeah, I guess that's everything we got for this week. So Spencer, what are we doing next week? Next week, we're going to be taking a break, but after that, we are going to be, recording issue one yeah but after that we're going to be recording episode 100 what yeah we've made it to 100 episodes it's at this point you've you've made it to 100 episodes it's at this point that a blue glow comes over the podcast and we level up (laughs) yeah oh man God, it's, it's 100 episodes. That's that's crazy. I think this is the first podcast I've ever done that had 100 episodes. I've done more than 100 ep- podcasts, but mm-hmm. I think this is the first one that I've ever been on that hit 100. Yeah, I mean, we we definitely go hard as far as our release schedule goes, I feel like. But, uh, but yeah, so what we're going to do is each of us are going to pick either our favorite one-shot issue of a comic or episode of a TV series, one or the other. A favorite because I mean I have multiple favorites I can never pick one, but we'll pick one and we'll read them and cover them. 
All right. Or I can't it. wait for that. Me too. I'm pretty excited. Ooh, what obscure nonsense am I going to find? I know, right? <laughs> All right, guys. So thank you again for listening to another episode of the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. We really appreciate everybody who stops by every week and lets us know, you know, what you thought of the show. Uh, Spencer is over on TikTok. Uh, I think you finished your cards. I did. So I've, I've kind of been starting to do just a few, like I said, that weren't included in that deck of cards. So for example, like in that game, Casey Jones and April are playable characters, same with the turtles. So they weren't in that deck. So I still need to cover them. Uh, like I said, there's a few others I want to, I've kind of slowed down with how quickly I'm releasing them though. Uh, been pretty busy. You just draw your own cards. Yeah. Just, just draw your own cards, but draw guys, cards. yeah. So we're over on TikTok. Follow us on all the other socials too: Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, Ninja Turtle power hour, Ninja Turtle pH. Um, and yeah, tell your friends about the show. We love you. Uh, you know, celebrate 100 episodes with us too. You know, uh, tell us your favorite thing, uh, your favorite Ninja Turtle thing, and we would love to say if we've seen that or not. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, we want to keep the podcast free, but uh, if you're ever like, hey, these guys seem like cool guys, I'd like to throw some money of them their way, maybe buy them a cup of coffee. We can now. Uh, we set up a coffee account. That's ko-fi coffee. I uh, can go to coffee.com slash ninja turtle power hour. Give us whatever you feel is generous. We greatly appreciate it. That's coffee.com, ko-fi.com slash ninja turtle power hour. All one word. Thanks in advance. All right, guys, that's our show this week. Thanks again so much for listening. And until next time, cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga. <laughs>
who knows, maybe it may end up being a fantastic game that I've always wanted. We'll see. Totally off topic. A few weeks ago, I just keep thinking about it. When I was at my convention, I saw like a couple pieces of, you know, like art that people had prints of. And like, it was really good art, looked really, really good. It's of Darth Maul. But every time behind him, they put the empire symbol. And like Darth Maul was never affiliated with the empire. Uh, And it bugs me. It bugs (laughs) me. It's like, like you put the symbol of like his syndicate on there or, I mean, you can't even usually really use the separatist symbol because they don't exist until episode two. But but something, something besides just don't put the Empire symbol behind Darth Maul. That's all I got to say. <laughs> like a weird thing that I'm kind of like, I don't know. It's weird that it bugs me, but it does. I'm like, I well, would it's buy kinda it. Like, um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like, what you call it? The, um, I lost my train of thought. Uh, the 501st, just mm-hmm. the, the costuming organization. Yeah. Um, you know, they're strictly five, like the 501st, like it started as a stormtrooper thing. And then they, uh, then there's the 501st clone troopers. And then they like let you be Sith Lords and stuff and like from all eras. Yeah. So there we go. They could put this, the Sith symbol behind him. Like, that okay. Guy. I registered, I registered for our link. So it should be getting in the Gmail right now. Cool. Take a peek here. Gmail. Gmail. Uh, yep. Gmail. New conference. So, okay. I'll try this out tomorrow morning. I uh, found it. You've got tickets. This event will be hosted online. Check the event page for information. Uh, you'll need to join. We got one whole ticket. Yeah. I just, I just registered for one. All right, it's eight thirty p.m. Italy time. Yeah, so, so. eight thirty p.m. Italy time. It's just seven thirty a.m. Pacific time. Ah, uh, all right. I, I will, will be, be at work. I will be just leaving for work, so <laughs> I'll have this on. I'll probably take the bus tomorrow and watch this, like while I'm on the bus. Uh, but other than that, not a whole lot of news. Um, like that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like even Jason and I last night we just talked about Auto T again because that's the saga that will not end. Auto T. Oh, that NFT deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, because apparently the the things uh like the things you buy in walmart stores like are popping up and it's literally just like a card like a gift card and they activate it at the register then you get a code and you take that to the auto t website hmm. and so it's just like it's it's just even stupider and then the renette that i bought still hasn't shipped yet it was supposed to be here today according to the thing but then they're like oh no that's a dummy link we sent you and then the actual like auto t is supposed to send within 15 days of you claiming it mm-hmm. and then it's like 15 business days actually why why so. why is there like this whole middleman for getting i feel like there must be like one of these nft companies 
that's like straight up like just doing it for free trying to like really make it a thing like they're just really trying to make this a thing and no one's buying it because like because because it's all it's all a grift it's all an extra way for everybody to make money and like that's specifically what NECA is trying to do they're trying to make it so that you buy the nft the nft basically with them and then if you try and sell it on their platform uh um they will take five percent of it like they're they're specifically trying to do that Mm -hmm. um which i get they're trying to stop people from um selling it on like ebay yeah, trying to stop like the scalping and make it less profitable for them. I mean, yeah. honestly, it just looks like they're just trying to profit off of scalping though, more than trying to I mean, stop it. Yeah, but. like it, it is kind of their own way of doing it, which is what makes it feel so gross. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can't say I. Can't say I love it. Yeah. Like, like even even like my my convention right now, like the Fanex here. They're offering, I mean, it's free, but still they're offering what sounds like an NFT. I can't remember what they call it, some sort of digital reward. Yeah. It, it, just for free if it's in this email they sent me. And I'm like, I don't know, do I want to mess with this? Probably not. <laughs> you know, it's like, ugh, it's, I don't know. But like I said, I feel like there must be some NFT company out there that's just like offering people deals and they're just really trying hard to like make it a thing because it's just not catching on. Like I think they thought it would but because everyone says buying some digital token i can't do anything with why well, the the um <laughs> yeah what was i was gonna say the the market on it burst like back in may like people are starting to like already hate it so yeah hmm. anyway well, we'll see how long how much longer it lasts yeah right maybe it'll be the future future i i hope not that sounds like something that just is too much for me to to have to learn and deal with yeah oh all right can we get started yep oh no did we lose mike no mike come back to us Mikey, come back. Mikey, come back to me. Uh, Get back on this podcast with me. Yeah, we were wrong. Crane's eyes were just fine. Do, do, do. Michael, come back. Feel free to leave this then. Uh Oh, Oh, man. (laughs) He just realized it, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I guess to fill some dead air, I, I kind of had the same sort of thought that Mike was having, especially this episode, like everyone just kind of looks a little bit off model, which is mm-hmm. sort of one of my anchovies, but like, like, especially the turtles, sometimes they look like really wide or like when they're running uh, away from the camera, like their shells are like way too big for their bodies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Clearly a different studio that did this episode. Yeah. Yeah. For me, for me, that was for whatever reason, it's colors for me, at least with like Crank's eyeballs. I don't know why I was just specifically that thing made me notice it because I was just sitting there watching it and I was like, whoa, his eyes are really dark purple. 
Yeah, you can't even like see the pupils at all, hardly. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's just just purple. Yeah. Purple orbs. Actually, I didn't have anything written down for second time around for Muckman messes up. I don't know if I just didn't recognize anything or what. But... For me, that was it. Was Krang's eyes are dark purple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess you know Muckman's first appearance. Yeah. It's kind of surprising to me. Like I I know we said this before, and I'll I'll just keep beating the same dead horse but like how few episodes these characters that were action figures and comic book tie-ins really got yeah the only muckman episode uh mono gecko's only in two episodes muja man only has one episode it's it's wild yeah well i mean that's like i've always heard so many people like kind of say this show is just like a dumb toy commercial but it didn't really succeed even in doing that (laughs) like you know like a lot of these action figure characters only show up in a single episode you know and and it's kind of usually the same formula of shredder meets them or the bad guy does and says oh the turtles are your enemy and then they realize you know like oh the turtles aren't my enemy fight against them you know fight against it go against shredder team up with the turtles it's only happened you know, like four times already. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's kind of the the format for this. Yeah. yeah. Like Napoleon's switches it up a little bit by you know having it be like a raid that's mind controlling him, but still it's like Shredder gets a mutant, turns them against the turtles. They realize they're on the same side, they fight it, whatever, and then they all team up against the Shredder. What's weird too, and I, I encourage you to spend some time on tmnttoys.com just like reading the bios of some of these characters, but like as far as like failing as a toy commercial, like the characters of the show are wildly different from what's described on their toys. Yeah, there's that too. Know, like I don't know who was behind quality control. But, well, I, I know it was nobody, but <laughs> it's yeah. kind of wild to... to to read the backs of those cards and be like, wait, this is like totally different from what he was in the cartoon. Yeah. Um, Napoleon specifically, I, I think he had a completely different design uh, than I, because I think Genghis was released first and he mm-hmm. looks like the punk frogs in the show. But then when Napoleon came out, he looks like a, like a, like a horny toad. All right. Yeah. He sure does look like a horny toad. Yeah. Right. Bonafrog. Bonafrog. <laughs> uh, sorry. It took a little bit longer to reset. Like, normal um i remember i was talking about like the colors yeah you said splinter was pretty egregious i know like his robe is sometimes red and sometimes purple and every okay. shade between i guess i guess start that up again if you guys ever seen that old uh batman comic where joker's reading the mag the newspaper it says yeah. <laughs> joker pulls another boner because back in the day boner just meant accident <laughs> yeah i love uh, that one good times uh all right, just let me know. Where, I mean, where do you want me to take it from? Uh, you can go ahead and take it from. There's just like a lot of different coloring with different studios. 